Tom Gresham here, and I've had a lot of requests for me to do more readings of my writing, of my dad's writing, so it's time to do another one, and found one in his book, Grits on Guns, of course, dad being Grits Gresham, shooting editor of Sports and Field Magazine for almost 30 years. This one is interesting. I think it is just as applicable now as it was then. This was originally published in... 1977. Long time ago. Now, we do have some newer calibers, rifle calibers available, but I think everything else holds together. And I think there's something for a lot of people here because it is my personal belief that a lot of people hunting deer and elk use rifles that are bigger than they need and bigger than they can handle. So, Dad called this column semi-magnums for hunters. Magnum is a word whose time has come, apparently, insofar as rifle calibers are concerned. It is in. And what's a magnum? Nothing more than a cartridge which is loaded to higher velocities, with consequently higher chamber pressures than is normal for the bullet diameter involved. What's normal? A rather imprecise adjective. But difficult as it may be to define precisely magnum rifle calibers, all big game hunters know what they are. They are the hot 7mm's and 30 calibers of Remington, Winchester, Weatherby, H&H, and Norma. 7mm Remington Magnum, 7mm Weatherby Magnum, 300 Winchester Magnum, 308 Norma Magnum, 300 Weatherby Magnum, and 300 H&H Magnum. There are others but they aren't as important in the general big-game hunting picture. The 257 Weatherby Magnum is an excellent caliber, but its maximum bullet weight leaves a bit to be desired for elk-sized game. The 338 Winchester Magnum, the 375 H&H Magnum, the 458 Winchester Magnum, and the Weatherbys of like persuasion are impressive and effective, but are unnecessarily powerful for most North American big game. Although... The 338 Wind Mag could approach being the very best number for everything on this continent if we were forced to choose just one. So the 7mm's and 300's are the magnums in the spotlight in the U.S. as of the past decade or so. And no hunter worth his salt would think of gunning our more exotic big game with anything less. Deer and antelope, perhaps? But heaven forbid, not elk, moose, sheep, goats or bear, let the record show that the 7mm Remington Magnum and the 300 Winchester Magnum are two of my favorite calibers, with which I have killed more big game than with any other half dozen calibers. But let the record also show that most of you would be more efficient hunters with rifles a little less potent. The semi-magnums, to make a point plain, are best for most. My definition for this coined term is simple. I refer to that superb array of calibers whose ballistics fall just below those of the magnums. It includes, among others, the 270, the 280, the 7x57, the 30-06, the 308, and the 8mm Mauser. Our perspective has a way of being distorted, and I think that has happened in the case of big game calibers. The distortion, as is frequently true, came about slowly. 
But suddenly that creeping change became a common belief. The powerhouse rifles of yesterday were no longer adequate for today's big game. Long live the Magnums. Consider that W.D.M. Bell, that fabled African hunter, killed more than a thousand elephants with a 7mm Mauser 7x57, which is substantially less powerful than the 30-06. He killed many, many others with a 6.5mm. His performance does not make the 7x57 ideal for elephants, but it does lend a certain credence to my argument that such tools are adequate for most North American game animals. But aren't the magnums in question even more adequate? More than adequate? Unquestionably adequate for all North American big game? In my hands, yes. In your hands, maybe. In the hands of the average big game hunter, no. The difference lies in the ability to handle the magnums confidently, to shoot them accurately. If you are average, I would give odds that you cannot do so. The reason is that you don't practice. Mr. Average Hunter shoots his big game rifle once a year during the hunting season, or maybe it's twice, once the day before the season opens at a rock on a hillside to see if it's still sighted in, and the other at a deer, elk, antelope, or other trophy. Few hunters can learn to cope with magnum recoil with such limited practice, and the recoil of the 7mm's and the 30 caliber magnums is what this is all about. In short, they belt you around right smartly. A typical case finds Mr. Average buying a magnum, and after one session of sighting in across the car hood, he is sore of shoulder and cheekbone, fearful of heart, and he probably has a half-moon crescent over his right eye from the scope. From then on, he will shoot his new toy as infrequently as possible. And when his moment of truth does arrive, his finger approaches the trigger as if it were a snake. Pride is a powerful emotion. Most hunters would rather roll over and die than admit they are sensitive to recoil. Well, recoil bothers me. I have a lot more fun shooting my favorite whitetail caliber, a 6mm Remington, than I do my favorite biggies, the 7mm Remington Magnum and the 300 Winchester Magnum. But the difference between me and Mr. Average is that I shoot the year-round and have learned to handle the Magnums. I may not relish long shooting sessions with them on the bench, but when game appears, the recoil is not a factor. Not only does the recoil not bother me physically when I'm hunting, but, most important, the fear of it does not interrupt my concentration nor interfere with my accuracy. The semi-magnums are no patsies when it comes to recoil, as most soldiers who shot the 308 and .30-06 will testify. But the magnums are simply in another class. They are more potent on both ends of the rifle. I'm not immune to magnemitis. It had been years since I plucked from the rack anything other than a magnum for a hunt of any significance. But on an elk hunt, Ithaca asked me to try their LSA bolt-action sporter in a .30-06 caliber. With this obsolete number, I shot a decent five-point bull through the lungs, and he went down within 30 yards. Magnums are better, but only if you can handle them. If you can't, dust off that semi-magnum and be confident that you are using enough gun. August 1977
Now, I know you've heard me say similar things, that most hunters have too much gun, big game hunters. The rifles kick and it bothers them. Why is it that the 243, 257 Roberts, 6.5 by 55 seem to kill better than they should? Sometimes they seem to kill better than the Magnums. Well, (laughs) I believe it's because we shoot them better. We're not afraid of them. They don't kick us. They don't knock us around. And we get on target. We squeeze the trigger. We don't think about the recoil. As a result, we put the bullet right where it's supposed to go. And ultimately, that's what does the job. The truth is, deer are not very big. Any 243 or 6mm will kill any size whitetail or mule deer out there. A 6.5 by 55, a 6.5 Creedmoor, absolutely. 260 Remington, perfect. 7mm 08, gorgeous, love it. Maybe my favorite deer caliber. For elk, you need a Magnum, right? Not hardly, no. You could actually... 7 by 57, 7mm08. I mean, even really honestly, with the good bullets we have now, 6.5s would be just fine for most elk hunting. It's all about putting the bullet where it's supposed to go. Dad knew that back in 77. Sometimes we just need to remind ourselves that the biggest is not necessarily the best. And in this case, in many cases actually, the biggest may be less than the best. Hmm. Is that (laughs) un-American? So if you want to have more fun shooting and maybe be more successful with your hunting, back off to what Grits called the semi-magnums.